Hello, welcome, welcome back to Cinema Off, the uh, the penultimate episode of uh, this up and down season. It's been a strange old season for us on this pod. We we've had a bit less structure. When I say we, I'm on about myself, Sam, and my ever present podcasting partner, who today you'll be glad to know has escaped the TikTok hit. Uh, yeah, your turn <laughs> slightly today. He's, yeah, it's ever so slightly my turn today, but I think I've just escaped it. How are we doing? I'm all right. I'm all right. I've recovered after yesterday. Yesterday's TikTok, yeah, TikTok debacle. Mind you, it would have been a week ago for anyone listening now. But yeah. we're back and we're doing another. What football means to me, Sam? Yeah, we, we are. We're joined by comedian and Crystal Palace fan. You might recognise this man from TikTok. Uh, he's uh, he's very popular on there, which uh, we, we're hoping to get to the yeah. levels. We're uh, going about it the wrong way, if I'm <laughs> yeah, being honest. Yeah, but yeah. Jim, Jim Daly, thank you so much for joining us. How's, how are you doing? How, how's, uh, how's life? Uh, life's not too bad, thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm intrigued by this TikTok hate. Well, can, oh. I need to know more about uh, that. So have you seen the flat chat? They're like four Scottish lads who do uh, footy tic-tac-toes, like Norton Cross. I don't and stuff. think so, no. They, they're, they're, yeah, good, they're a good they're, bunch. They're a good bunch of boys. We've had, them boys. On, we've had them on a couple of times, and we went on to their TikTok this week to do some... Some quizzes with them, and yesterday Alex we got let called. Well, Ex- I let myself. Al- Alex got called extremely unintelligent. I was the <laughs> Welsh guy, extremely unintelligent. Was yeah. forwards, and that is now going to be my Twitter and Instagram bio for the foreseeable. Yeah. Oh yeah, own it. I think just completely yeah, own definitely it. Definitely, may as well lean into yeah. it. Lean yeah, into it completely, completely. Today, <laughs> today I got told I had shocking ball knowledge, which, to be fair, in that video, I can't defend. I was genuinely horrific. Uh, that's but, the problem with these kind of things is they are if you go to a pub quiz and you yeah. do terribly, no one knows. Yeah. Which which I did on, on Wednesday night. If you do it on TikTok, it's there for the world to see. Yeah. The pressure. Forever. I had yeah. to I had to put my like I honestly had my swans top on for about half hour that day, right? And I had to put it in the wash because it was ringing, buzzing. Yeah. It was, I was the same. I was like sweating. I was like, honestly. <laughs> the pressure. I think it was absolute pressure. We, we, we're more than capable of stopping and recording again. Like we could do that. But yeah. for some reason, we wanted, we carried on. And in the back of my mind, I was like, oh, there's going to be so many thousands of people watching this. Yeah. And I bottled it. So there we go. Total bottle job. Because yeah, I, I, if I, I watch quiz shows on TV, my wife and I love um, the 1% Club, um, but yeah, various ones. And I always think I could do that. I could get on there and do that. But what you so, don't realize is it, the pressure. Yeah. It, you could get the questions right, fine, on your sofa. But in the pressure cooker moment, that's when it all falls Different apart. story. Different stories. Yeah. yeah. Does... I was going like that. I was going like that. Five <laughs> like... pence, 50 pence. That's all I was going like, I tell you. Not talking so of uh, talking <laughs> of pressure cooker moments, uh, Jim, we'll, we'll start you off with some quick fire questions. So we always Uh-oh. start these with uh, some something old, something new, something borrowed, and something blue. So uh, your something old is your favourite retired player ever. It doesn't have to be a Palace player. It can just be somebody you've absolutely loved watching who no longer plays. Roberto Baggio. Oh. Great answer. Top answer. Great. I've got great I, the divine ponytail. Yeah, he's got a yeah. he's got a shirt. I've yeah. got a lovely little Italy oh. shirt. Um, I used to have I that. used to have I used to have I was obsessed with Italian football in the uh in the nineties off the back of USA ninety four, which I didn't really watch much of because my parents wouldn't let me stay up to watch it because it was <laughs> famously US Times. So it was like midnight here. But I got obsessed with Baggio during that World Cup and then I, I became a real aficionado of Italian football. The Gazetta Football Italia was on channel four, like it was just yeah. Perfect. And I got really into Baggio. Uh, then for some reason switched to Del Piero 
uh, I think maybe because Baggio left Juve, and then really got into Inter Milan because I liked Yuri Djorkaev, who then rocked up at Bolton Wanderers about 10 years later. <laughs> <laughs> That's very strange. But Baggio was my first, yeah, my first love. Oh, what a player. Great what a player. player. Had a cracking, uh, cracking PC game you used to play in school as well. Yes! Yeah, yeah, the free kick, the Baggio yeah. free kick. Oh, free my kick, God. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't I, remember this. Do you not? No. It, I remember it early on. It was replaced by um, free kick fusion a while after. <laughs> Uh, which that was on that, that was outstanding. It was like mini Unreal. clip in IT. I don't remember Free Kick Fusion, but Free Kick Fusion sounds like an arcade game that you'd sort yeah, of oh, it, was, it was a great game. It was a great game. But the Badger yeah. one was great. You could like you could just sort of float it. Yeah. Top, it went very yeah. quite slowly, but like float it in the top corner. Yeah, that was yeah. yeah that was, was it great. those ones where the goalkeepers just sort of look like that or yeah. Yeah. that? Like yeah, yeah, jumpers yeah, for yeah. goalposts. Yeah. Do you remember oh, jumpers yeah, for yeah. goalposts? What a game that was. Someone must remember that. Oh, what a game. What a game. Um Right, okay, so Baggio is something old, something new. So your favourite current player. Again, doesn't have to be Palace. It can be, but any player who's Anyone that's currently active. Playing now. I am going to go Palace for this one. And, and to be honest, I, I mean, I'm i 40 next year, so I'd really try and stay away from like having a favourite player. Because I think <laughs> there's an age cutoff for that, and I, th- and I think it starts with a one. So... <laughs> Um, but there's a current player we have who, if I was 16, I would be in love with, and he's impossible to dislike, and that's that's Eberay Eze. Yeah, who is um, just... yeah. We've got a few people say him. We've got a few Palace fans come on, and they've said Eze, Eze, and Elise would be quite popular. Yeah, yeah. Elise yeah. is very, very, very good, but Eze has the whole package in that he's a very nice guy. He's got a massive smile on his face. He looks like he can't believe he's a footballer. Like <laughs> I can't believe he gets to do this every day. And when he's on form, which he has been in the last six months or so, it, it, he's, he doesn't even run. He glides across the pitch. He's just an absolute joy to watch. Uh, so, yeah, probably Ed's currently, I, yeah, well, I'd say be my favourite. If I'm allowed like a favourite, if I'm allowed a favourite, being 39. Great shout. <laughs> Great shout. Right, something borrowed. So your favourite player on loan, on loan at Palace. Great, great question. We've had loads. We've had loads down the years. Um... I'll probably go back, I think, to... This isn't a popular player, sort of, world or UK-wide, but we had him when he was 18, his first... In fact, I saw his league debut, which was away at Grimsby in 2000. <sighs> Literally about three of us there. And that was Ashley Cole. Ashley Cole. Wow. Oh, wow. wow. We had on, on loan for six months in 2000 at the end of the 1999-2000 season. He almost single-handedly kept us up in the championship slash division, old division one, whatever it was. He was... So it was like 18, 17, 18, I think. And he was our best player by country mile. Yeah. He was unbelievable. And that summer, we bid, made a bid to Arsenal of £1 million to try and keep him. <laughs> Arsenal said, you know what? We'll give him a go in the first team next season. And this following season, Barcelona bid £50 million for him. <laughs> and they still turned it down. I mean, he was un- unreal, even at 18. So, yeah, we've had loads of great lo- loan players down the years. Um, but... I mean, a nod to Conor Gallagher the last year. Who was? I, I nearly mentioned him. I nearly mentioned Conor Gallagher because yeah, again, was... we had Jim Piddock on uh, last season, and Jim Piddock, uh, he, he he thought the world of um, Conor Gallagher. Oh, he was. We I had mean, Conor yeah. Gallagher at Swansea. We had him at Swansea, and he, yeah, he was pretty yeah. good. Yeah, we yeah, may well have played great. him on a position, though. To be honest, no, I think I think we played him in the right place. I just think he came in January, didn't he? Because he was on loan at Charlton yeah, he... for a while, and then he came yeah, to yeah, us in January, settling. and I think it took him. 
two months or so to get over being recalled from Charlton and then sent back out to Swansea. I think, yeah. but he was—you could tell he was quality. He was he a, great was a player. above, yeah. yeah I mean, player. I think you know, if you had Jim on last year, then that is right in the sort of peak of of the Gallagher era because he was—we mm. were brilliant, he was brilliant, everything was going great. Obviously, fast forward a year and everything's fallen apart, and, <laughs> yeah. and our whole team had a Gallagher-shaped hole in the middle of midfield, and we just—it was, it was like sort of breaking up with a long-term girlfriend. You just—you just couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I was like trying to look forward, but we're just like looking through old photos on our phone. I can't believe he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> but he, I'm actually, he seems to have actually started to carve a little bit of a niche out for himself at Chelsea at the moment. And I'm really pleased mm. for him because he's a fantastic player. Again, a really nice kid. I think everyone loved having him at the club. Gorgeous hair. And and just a lovely <laughs> player. I mean, what more do you he want? Did, in, in a he player? reminded me a bit like sort of Torres back at Liverpool. He had that oh, sort yeah. of, you know. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Who's the yeah. guy? Who, who's the guy? There was at Norwich that's now at Rangers. Who was like a sort of an Audi version of Todd Cantwell. Todd Cantwell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Audi, Audi Gallagher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> uh, yeah, Gallagher was great. But it's got, it's, for for any fan my era, it's got to be Ashley Cole, hundred percent. Ashley Cole. That's I do you know. I didn't. Answer. I didn't even know he was on loan. Neither did I. I, didn't, I had no idea. That's like a, a that's a pub quiz question. That it's like Frank Lampard at Swansea. Yeah, he scored his first league goal or something like that, and we're yeah, the only ones that didn't know that. Yeah. With, yeah. yeah. Uh, right, uh, something so blue. something blue, yeah. So the player you were saddest to see leave Palace. I thought you were gonna say your favourite kit with blue on it or something, <laughs> <laughs> um, which you've had many, obviously. Um, okay, there's two here, and they're both from the same sort of era. Again, I'm going back to sort of nineties, uh, showing my age. The first one is Matt Janssen. I don't know if you guys remember Matt Janssen, but he played for Black, left us go to Blackburn. Uh, he was a sort of both-footed mercurial striker with floppy 90s curtains. Um, <laughs> he, he was. We bought him from Carlisle for a million pounds in 98. He was unbelievable. He then went to Blackburn, was on the fringes of the England squad and was in a motorcycle accident in about 2002 and oh. went into a coma. God. And wow. obviously didn't was going to go to the World Cup, didn't, and then couldn't, had to relearn how to play football and, and, and how to walk and how to be human. Um, his book, he's done a book about it. His book is fantastic. But anyway, he, he's only with us for 18 months, maybe only a year, but he was he was brilliant. The player that I actually remember crying tears when <laughs> I found out he'd gone to Coventry that same summer. This is embarrassing because I think I'm the only person that's ever cried tears over this player. Uh, it was a guy called Mark Edworthy. And again, I, again, you guys might be too young for him. Another player that had 90s curtains. You can see a theme forming here from my favourite players. Um, but he was a right-back slash sweeper. Very average. Played for, then went to Coventry and I think, I don't even know who else. Very average player. But when I remember being in Tunbridge Wells Hospital car park, I don't know why I was there. <laughs> I <don't know. laughs> I'm assuming I was visiting someone because if I wasn't, then there's questions to be asked. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of questions there. And I remember finding out, and it must have been through a newspaper, because that's how you found out news in those days. Uh that he'd <laughs> gone to Coventry and I was devastated. So yeah, Mark Edworthy or Matt Janssen. Oh, your listeners are turning off at this point because they're like I, I <laughs> want to track down Mark Ed. Is it Edgeworthy, Mark Edgeworthy? Edworthy, yeah. Edward, I'm gonna I'm gonna track him down and I want I wanna bring him on the podcast and I wanna unite you two for that tears in the car park moment. I wanna do that. <laughs> yes, that's gonna be my that. mission. Oh, I'd love that. I'd love that. I've already I'm gonna make that happen. I've already got I've already got Matt Janssen's number. We've done a few things, or like podcast things, but I <laughs> I pushed it a little bit and <sighs> he, he stopped messaging me back. So 
Don't go for Matt Janssen because All I right, think I've blocked my number. But um, Ed Worthy, let's make it happen. Yeah. All right. We're there. Right, we'll make it. that happen. We're making dreams come true. Um, <laughs> I've noticed the theme on your answers already, and it's great hair. Mm. Yeah. Agio Eze, uh, yep. Gallagher. Yeah. And, and now these two with 90s curtains. So. Yeah, I don't know why hair is so important to me. I mean, that's, a, I'm not, that's not even a funny answer. Generally, hair is quite important to me. <laughs> you must have, you must have hated Andy Johnson. <laughs> yeah, <God. laughs> disgraceful. disgraceful. <laughs> he bought, that's why I hate Pep so much. Absolute fraud. <laughs> um, pardon me. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I just, I think, I think there's something really like. I'd say magical, but there's always something mystical about footballers. I think certainly if you grew up liking football, they almost seem, certainly in the 90s, they seemed a world away. Now with like social media, they're more contactable and they all do podcasts and they seem more like us. But I think in the 90s, they felt like mythical beasts. And and it wasn't just the way they played. It was the whole package. You know, you had the the Spice Boys and Liverpool Spice Boys in the 90s and they all were dyeing their hair. Robbie Fowler, Stephen Manaman, Jason McAteer. There was just... There was something rock star like about footballers, and I think hair was part of it. And and I've clearly, obviously, that's you know, that's been entrenched in me, and uh, it's obviously still important to me for some right. reason. So I, I I like it. I like it. Um, I, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna go for the '90s curtains. I've go decided. on, go on. Go well, on. I think '90s curt '90s style is coming back. It apparently. is, yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah. So, so I'm on it. I'm on it. <laughs> Well, look, I'm right. desperate to. So when I was sorry to go sorry, on about no, hair, hair. I, I'm here for these conversations. Like so I'll this, talk this, about this, hair forever. This is what we clip for TikTok. This is what our TikTok is. <laughs> we'll get you back. We'll get TikTok back inside. We'll get back inside for you guys <laughs> with the hair. Um, when I was about eighteen, I dyed my hair blonde because I thought I was Billy Joe Armstrong from Green Day. Um, and <laughs> I've ever since then I've been desperate to do it again. And obviously like an 18 year old dying their hair looks quite cool. A 39 year old dying their hair looks like a midlife crisis. And so you've got to be very careful. But I literally the other day left a voice note to my agent, my acting agent was like, Hey Lou, just thinking about dying my hair. <laughs> Would that be a problem? And she was like, you'd have to pay for more headshots and it would look shit. Don't do it. <laughs> so, and I've, I've, I've run it past everyone. My wife says no. My best friend says no. Uh, the lads from football say no. So I, I don't think it's going to happen, unfortunately. But, you know, this is not fair, no really. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> I, you know. We'll do it together. I'm, 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 I'm feeling, I'm feeling a bond here with you, Jim. I gotta be honest. We, I need to, I need to make your dreams come true. I want to dye my hair blonde. As, uh... All right, anyway. you dye, dye our hair blonde, and then we'll get Mark Edworthy on, and then we'll there we are. Sorted. Sorted. That <laughs> sounds like a plan. It's a deal. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> Who remembers we were doing a football pod anyway? I know. So, Sorry. Earliest football memory. We're going to start off all the way back when. We're going to start. What is your earliest football memory? Sorry. So first... Sorry. Split end him off. I've just, that's just come to me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well done. Well done. Uh, my, uh, my, my first game, Palace game, was 1st of January, 92. Palace versus Notts County, managed Ooh. by Neil Warnock. Neil Warnock. Well, Thank well. You for... I think his first job in football, certainly one of first professional job, possibly. Um, we won one nil. Marco Gabbiadini scored. I don't remember anything about the game, although weirdly, there's a there's a Palace Twitter account called Palace in the Nineties or something. They put up footage of that game about three months ago, and it was the first time I'd seen the goal in thirty one years. <laughs> um, it was a shit goal. Um, but <laughs> so my next game was the first game of the Premier League season, home to Blackburn, August ninety two. Alan Shearer's debut for Blackburn. 
And that was a slightly more exciting 3-3 draw. Shearer scored a hat-trick and really sort oh, of annou- announced himself sort of, you know, on the big stage. I vaguely remember that, mainly because my brother went. So I'd have been eight that year. My brother was would have been five or six, five. And he every time there was a goal, he burst into tears. <laughs> to my delight, there were six goals. <laughs> <laughs> But I've spoken to my dad and actually the way I tell that story isn't true because apparently he burst into tears in the first two goals and then by the end was really enjoying it. But I prefer my version of the story personally. <laughs> um, but I, I'd say, to be honest, those those memories are kind of hazy, really. My first real memory is, is the World Cup. As I said earlier, World Cup 94. Yeah. That was the first time I really felt like I'd fallen in love with football. And and again, it was like the, the glitz and the glamour of it being in the USA, Baggio and his ponytail. Probably the fact there was no England, actually. And I think you could actually just enjoy the World Cup for all the kind of madness it was rather than stressing about England doing well. Although I should say I'm a half Irish, so I normally lean towards Ireland, but they never qualify. <laughs> so like, what, what can you do? Um, yeah, USA 94. I, I can still remember. It must have been highlights because I don't think maybe early kickoffs wasn't allowed to tell. I know I wasn't allowed to watch the final and I was devastated about that. That is criminal. Yeah. I mean, it would have. I guess it would have been midnight. It's fair enough. I would have had school the next day, but... Of course, it would have been a Sunday, wouldn't it? Yeah, exactly. It Sunday, yeah, I suppose so. Must have been. Yeah, uh... must have, yeah, maybe actually. Oh, either way, I wasn't. I was no way I was staying up. But and then finding out Badger missed the penalty was obviously heartbreaking as well. But that was the first time I felt that, you know, that emotional connection to football. Yeah. Really, I think was was that summer really. Um, yeah, never got over it. Or well, never got over it. What What's been your biggest high uh, from your time as a football fan? Oh God! I mean, there's a lot. There's you <laughs> guys will know when you start. when you, when you sorry when you start when you support a team that's not in the top six, you are mostly conditioned to expect them to be terrible and yeah. to fail, and so when they do even slightly well, that feels incredible. And then you feel like you have to cling on to those moments because you don't feel no. like they happen very often. Yeah, and. I started supporting Palace start of the 90s, which was which was they'd just been very good. They'd literally just finished third in the top flight, but weren't allowed into Europe because of Liverpool's European ban. They then spent the 90s being unbelievably shit. And <laughs> I, it was the worst decade. Went into administration at the end of the 90s. Then spent the 2000s also being terrible. Went into administration at the end of the 2000s <laughs> as well. And it's only in the last 10 years since getting promoted, yeah, 10 years ago this month that we've actually become an established Premier League team. There's been many highs, you know, in the last 10 years. I've seen, you know, beating Arsenal 3-0 at home twice. Never thought I'd see that. Seeing us beat Man United, never thought I'd see that. Winning at the Etihad with Townsend's goal. There's been so many... Unbelievable. Best goal I've seen live. Yeah. Watching Palace in the Cup final. I mean, yeah, we lost to Man United again. But, you know, even just getting (laughs) to Wembley, being there with my dad and my brother and my best mates, like, lovely moments. But I actually think the moments when we were shit. Uh, can I swear on this podcast? Of course you can. Yeah, you can. Just check it. Um, mean, <laughs> mean more. Mean more a little bit. So, you know, Stockport in 2001, when we were going to go down to the third tier and Friedman scored in the 87th minute. Amazing. And I was up there at, at Edgeley Park. Amazing day. Beating Liverpool 1-0, 2-1 in, in the first leg of the League Cup semi-final about a year later. Andreas Rubin scored an absolute belter. Never thought I'd see us beat a team like Liverpool. I've never heard the Homestead go as mad that day. These were big moments because, you know, literally next Saturday, I'd see them lose like 3-0 home to Tranmere. It, it, it yeah. just moments you don't expect. And so I think the highs then almost almost meant more. But this last 10 years has been 
has been absolutely brilliant, magical. Then this is the decade that when my daughter grows up and hopefully becomes a Palace fan, or she may well actively reject that. But um, <laughs> she'll uh, she'll be asking me, tell me about 2022, 2023, because these these yeah. are the glory days of being a Palace fan, really. But when you're crap, those big moments they just mean more. Yeah, agreed, hundred percent agreed. Definitely. Uh, I I I was looking the you know the way you were talking about it, and you you looked as if you were taking yourself back to you know those days. And I kind of don't want to ask this next question because I've kind of put you in a good mood. But what has been your lowest point? You know, believe it or not, that was coming next. But yeah, what's been the lowest point of being a Palace fan? There's been so many. I mean, there's that again. Any, I'm I'm absolutely not one of these fans that's like, oh, it's always Palace, always Palace. Every team goes through bad moments, and in fact, there's loads of teams that have had. Way worse moment. And since I started supporting Palace, you know, multiple clubs have gone out of business. Yeah. You know, and they were, I mean, I would say probably then the two times you went into administration, so 98 and 2000, sorry, 98 and 2010, uh, because we genuinely felt like the club might go under. And I remember having serious conversations with my friends about, right, are we going to set up an AFC Palace? Am I going to support? Would you have done that? Someone would have done. Someone would have wow. done. And I probably would, at that point, would have certainly in '99 would have wanted to be involved and secretly want to like play. But I probably <laughs> you would have had your name up on that little like wooden wooden scoreboard oh, thing, whatever it is. Hundred percent. By 2010, I was you know 26, so probably not as a not as attractive as a player. But um, yeah, or, or you know, do we go and support a non-league team? Do I go and support Cole Shorten? Or I don't know. Thankfully, never had to actually have that realization which makes the last 10 years just i i see i there are palace fans now who don't remember palace as anything other than a premier league club because you know which could you know, that'd be they'll be 18 19 20 and that's all they remember mm. and i'm just and and i see a lot of fans like and fair enough every fan's got an opinion no opinion opinion is wrong but moaning about the chairman moaning about progress and stuff and i'm like guys these are these are the glory days honestly if we get top 10 next season that's unbelievable for a club of our size and and we will go down again at some point so just i mean he didn't have a club so but yeah 20 99 I, I was quite young so i don't think maybe i really grasped it 2010 we came really close to losing the club and i remember going to sell us for a protest the day that the club was sold genuinely didn't know if the next day we'd have a club and so that was pretty yeah pretty and, and then the weekend before that we'd drawn 2-2 at hillsborough with sheffield wednesday which if we'd lost, we'd have got relegated to the third tier. And there was genuine whispers that that would make any potential bidders not fancy us. So again, could have lost the club. So that was a really emotional day, uh, seeing us draw 2-2. Stern John missed an open goal at the end, and I'll never forgive him for that as well. Stern John. <laughs> Stern John. There's a name I've not heard in years. Oh, my God. We've had, I could do a whole squad of random Palace players. Noel, <laughs> Noel Whelan. Played twice for us in the 2000s. He was terrible. John Oster was quite good for us, actually, in uh, about 2006. We've had some random, random players. But, uh, yeah, I think any any fan that's been through potential administration, those are the low moments. Because you suddenly yeah. think, all that stuff I was moaning about the previous weekend, shit, that might be gone. Yeah. So yeah. It makes you... Yeah. I, I couldn't imagine a world without the Swans. I genuinely... Yeah. Yeah. That sounds dramatic, but I genuinely... No, I get it. And I, I honestly, I, I think I'd have to go non-league or like local. I don't think I could. I, I don't even think like I've got nothing against the words. I've got nothing against Newport even, but like I don't think I could go there and feel the same. 
Well, um, you wouldn't. It would never. It would never feel the same. And and I'm sure you guys are like me. I've made lifelong friends friendships through Palace. Uh, I go. I sit with my dad at Palace now, and he's been going since 1959 or something. So it's a, it's an emotional family thing for me. Mm. So it just wouldn't. It just wouldn't be the same if it was an AFC Palace or whatever. But I have to admit, yeah. my local. I've moved out to Bucks, so away from South London, which makes getting to Sellers the fucking nightmare. Um, <laughs> but our local team is called Chesham United, and they are a really, really good community team, and I've started to watch them a bit more. So, um, again, it's a classic middle-aged football fan thing, isn't it? Getting into my non-league football. <laughs> but, but they are, yeah, there is, there is a life outside the Premier League but um, and the EFL, but you're absolutely right. It would, yeah, it would never, never be the same, yeah. Alex, do you want to skip to number five? My my door's just knocked, so I've got to go oh, up. And yeah, I will right. be back. Fair enough. The joys um, of pod. Who yeah, is it? What is it? We want to know when you come back what it is. Yeah, I'll, I'll let you know. If it's anyone yeah. from TikTok, don't open the door. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's a reason he's asked me to skip away. It's because he's got a favourite question. So, you know, the diva that he is, I can say that now because he can't hear me. Um, right, so question number five. What is on your football bucket list? Oh, you know what? I've done a lot of podcasts. I don't think I've ever been asked that. that is really? Fan- yeah, that's a fantastic question. Do you mean, I, I guess it's interpretive, but like in terms of what I want to see, what I want to do? As an England fan, as a Palace fan, as a, you know, as Jim Daly, what, what do you want to do? Anything that you want, like to get out of football that you haven't done yet, what do you want? What's on your bucket list? I mean, I'd love to see Palace back in a cup final. Okay. Palace, Palace win a trophy would be great. Literally any any trophy. Uh, Johnson's paint trophy, I'll take that. The Johnson's uh, paint trophy. Any that would be lovely. Only because those finals are just so such lovely moments with your friends and family. And they're just they feel again for a club that's non-top six, they just feel special. Um I I was about to say I'd love to play at Celeste. I'm literally playing at Celeste next weekend. So I was oh, gonna really? say yeah. Yeah, the Palace are doing them doing a first year of Palace Aid, so it's like soccer aid, but for yeah. Palace, and so they're getting Palace, Palace yeah. celebs and 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 player ex pros and stuff. So that should be good. Is, there, is Jim Pederglason at the boots? Is he, uh, yeah. he was the first person announced. Is he really? Yeah. Was he? Wow. Yeah. So send him, send him off royalty there, Jim Daly. Yeah, <laughs> I've not played with Jim, so we'll see. Uh, what he's like, I suspect he's going to be a, a sort of clogger of a centre back. I feel like he'll be kicking some people. Uh, he'll either be because he's he's quite a stylish bloke, I gotta say. He'll either be like your, your classic centre half, or he'll be sort of like the David Ginola, yeah, like he'll he'll be there at the front. I, I think that Royal is one Royce of number 10, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. Well, unfortunately, that's where I intend to play, so I hope oh, he's right. not. I hope he's <laughs> um, that should be fun. I'll tell you what, I'd really love actually, and this is a little bit like. Uh, whatever Jim kind of thing I would love to see uh, women's football and it is g- getting better um, in terms of the coverage and the access get on a par with men's football I'd love to on my arsehole went like that then Jim <laughs> when he went I'd like to see women's football and I went cancelled oh. <laughs> 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 um, I would just I would, yeah I think it'd be, I'd love to on a weekend be able to actually and I guess you can in a way, but and like I'm Palace ladies pay a million miles for me, but I I I like to see I don't know it the access and the coverage is there, but it still doesn't feel like it gets the same attention. Yeah, and I guess that takes time, and it has you know the, the Lioness is winning the Euro the Euros is obviously massive, but I don't know I I this is a cla- this is a classic like 
parent slash dickhead answer but since becoming a dad of a daughter um, <laughs> but it is true like I just I'd love her to grow up in a world where she can see women playing football on TV more yeah. regularly yeah and when I played at Cheshire United last weekend and we played some of the women's team played and I got on them they were really sound <laughs> they were really funny and really sound and so I'm going to start taking her to see Cheshire United women's next season, mainly because I can then show off to her and say, I know number 10, I know number seven. But naturally, because <laughs> I, I do like her to be around that and see it. And that, it is getting better. It's becoming more the culture of football. But yeah, I don't know. That I just think that would be, for all the like selfish things I'd love to see, like Palace at Wembley and Palace win a title and stuff, I think actually for like football as a whole, I think that would be a real be- progressive benefit, beneficial step forward. For everyone. And yeah. I don't know if you guys have been to a women's game, but they are the atmosphere is always fantastic. Like it's like football done properly. I went to the uh FA Cup final in 2019 between City and West Ham for a Yahoo thing that I filmed that never went out. Um <laughs> so I must have I must have been terrible in front of the camera that day. Um and it was amazing. I was sat in like a sort of a neutral end bit, and they're kind of there are ends of the fans, but it's way more mixed. And I was sat with these big, tattooed, shaven head West Ham, West Ham fans, proper West Ham fans. West Ham. West Ham, with their daughters. And I was thinking, oh, I hope this goes well. Or like, <laughs> slightly unfair of me to like, you know, put my perception of them. And they'll sit next or behind or next to this one West Ham fan. And he was going, well, the problem with number nine is she's always better out left mid. But when she plays centre mid, she doesn't have the same impact. But left back is much better. And I was like, oh my God, this guy knows. This guy's like invested. <laughs> and it was just such a lovely moment. Uh, and I do think we're seeing more of that. So yeah, that'd be great. But I think it helps that the Lionesses are, are so good. Although they've lost half their squad for the World Cup this summer. But um, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, great. Lovely. Uh, right. Double pronged question. Uh, who or what is your football guilty pleasure? And then alongside that, who or what would you put in Football Room 101? Love that. Love that big time. My So you've had Dave Bibby on the podcast, haven't you? We have. Uh, yeah, yes, we have. We have yeah. Dave and I are good mates and we do a lot of football comedy together. We used to do a live show called Jim and Dave have lost the dressing room, which in hindsight was a very wordy title that doesn't fit <laughs> us very well. <laughs> but we, one of the features in the show was called Football Room 101. And it was exactly, we've got people, comedians and stuff to come up and talk about stuff they hated. Um, and there's always something that people hate. And I'll come on to that in a minute because I do have a... I, I, as I feel like my profile is ever so slowly growing in the football world, but my ambition is to get on football cliches and do Mesut Harland dicks. Um, so I've already got on my, <laughs> I've already got on my phone. This is so presumptuous. A list of what I would say if I went on, like my football lovers and whatever. Uh-huh. So I'm, I might use one of them for my one on one. My guilty pleasure. I don't know what's my guilt. My guilty pleasure. There's a few players that I really like that other people don't seem to like. Uh, like I really like, I really like Granite Shaka. I like Shaka. I like Shaka. He's redeemed himself over the last couple of years. I yeah, think. I think so. But over Maybe the last that. year, I'd say. Mm. Yeah, I think he's really shaped up. There's a few players like that. I can't think of any others off the top of my head, but I, because I've done a tiny bit of work behind the scenes in football, and I got a mate who who works in football met a few players and actually you realize they are just humans and a lot of the time have stuff going on in their lives they might have had to move city move country their their girlfriends or their wives or partners might be unhappy whatever and so 
whenever a player's getting hammered in the press, I'm normally like, I bet. I mean, some of them are dickheads. Like some of them are dickheads, <laughs> and so I think that needs to be, you know, caveated. But sometimes I just think uh, you might have stuff going. On. I don't know. I, just, I try and like go on the side of the foot. I think Shaka's one of those because he's actually a very good player, very passionate. And mm. I think it's just been misunderstood for a long time. Great guilty um, pleasure. I think yeah. he's probably a guilty pleasure. Um, my, I mean, not really a guilty pleasure. More of a genuine addiction that I think I need to go but... and have therapy for is. Um, <laughs> FPL. Ah, oh, same, don't, don't. same, same. I'm the only one who plays it in our group. I've given up. Like, I, I couldn't. I could I'm not the only be arsed one. with it anymore. I like, will send you the Cup. link for our podcast league next year, Jim. Get me in. Yeah, get me in. Yeah. Get me in. I, I'm. I found out on Monday that I'm top of a mini league. I'd completely forgotten about <laughs> that. I'm going to earn two hundred quid if I win. That's unreal. That's the problem. That's yeah. the pro- we we chucked a fiver in our in our like our boys chat and we we're like oh do you know boys put a fiver in whoever wins we'll take the money at the end of the season after the world cup i thought i'm not asked for this anymore i don't care and i forgot about the fiver if yeah. i had remembered to, to be truthful i probably would have contested sam but sam's run away with it now if i'm being honest with you so he's gonna have for the my fifth money. year in a row yeah yeah he, he, he i mean well. the the secret is to just keep doing it like don't yeah, give up I know. because yeah, most I people know. do and then the other secret if you do want a little bit of inside information is there's many many twitter accounts that give you good inside info so yeah. go and look at some of the the fpl you've community. been looking at them oh yeah mate, like since day one pal uh well no wonder, I, you know, no wonder yeah. you've been winning take the I, I only started two or three years ago but like my my rank is i came in top 8k two years ago oh wow i'm not that good <laughs> but it, but only because I just like basically copied people online. Um, <laughs> so it is, it is doable. Uh, but yeah, FPL, I'm, I just obsessed with. But it, I have to admit, getting slightly serious during the pandemic, when obviously we couldn't actually go to games, uh, FPL genuinely kept me going in a way because it was a way for me to keep invested yeah. in because fo- because yeah. watching football was fucking rubbish during yeah <laughs> i i really like fp i really liked fpl for the same reason the us ones he went down. The year we got relegated, the year after, yeah. rather, yeah. when we weren't in the Premier League, it gave me like a reason to watch the yeah. Premier League. And like yeah. I was sitting there like watching Liverpool, and I'm not the biggest fan of Liverpool, but Salah was scoring. I was going like absolutely mental. And yeah, people were like, why are you you're a Swans fan? I was like, I've got him in my team. I mean, it's even worse for me because I got three Brighton players in my team. And <laughs> as, a, as a Palace fan, that's that's sacrilegious. But they're doing they're doing really they're well. Doing right. Yeah, yeah. Toma scores, and I'm like, getting there. <laughs> um, so yeah, FPL I think is is a I don't. I, it's surpassed guilty pleasure now, but yeah, it's. Uh, but I have to say, I actually created an FPL. <laughs> this is so sad. FPL Twitter account because my main Twitter account, like my sort of, I guess my work one, really. It's so depressing when I go on there because it's just. I follow a lot of like news accounts and whatever, and it's just people. Yeah. The world. The world is going to shit, and so it's just <laughs> a constant reminder. So the only thing that was making me genuinely feel happy was like FPL accounts stats and inside info whatever so i just thought well i'm just gonna create an fpl account so i just i just follow fpl people and it genuinely gives me the dopamine hits that i need throughout the day so i, w- I would recommend it if anyone's sad about the world ending um f- FPL. follow fpl yeah it's been it's been great there's, there's some nice people on there as well in those in those communities as well so yeah big guilty pleasure great room 101 right i'm actually going to get my list up but i can tell you <laughs> two off the top of my head how many am i allowed um, give us, give us three. Okay. Oh, go on then, Sam. Three then. So my, okay, slight problem. What I've done is, oh no, 
I was reading the wrong, wrong list. It was going topical ibuprofen gel. I was like, I don't think that's to do with... Uh, <laughs> no, I've, never, I've never had that one. Um, ibuprofen. Okay, so I've lit- there's literally six on my list, so I'm going to have to be I'm gonna be careful here. Um, one that I really hate is um, foul throws. Oh, my foul God. throws, yeah. in my opinion, yeah. are pointless because half the time they never get picked up. The only time foul throws get picked up is when I'm playing for my Vets team on a Sunday. Yeah. I seem to be the only person that does yeah. them. I still haven't mastered how to do a foul throw. <laughs> they were brought in to stop people doing like long throws and stuff. People can still do long throws. People can still launch it in the box or in the other side of the box. It's a completely pointless rule yeah. that benefits no one, that's, that no one even picks up on. They might as well just scrap it because they don't even, refs and linos don't even bother. People can still launch it in the area. It was a rule from 30 years ago when people had, I don't know, smaller arms. Just <laughs> get rid of it. It's pointless. The, the amount of times I've been in the stands, because i got to see Ziggler and so on, and everybody around us, like we've all said it in unison, that was a foul throw. Yeah. And nobody's done nothing about it. But we're like, well, I, I wonder if Linos are even trained anymore. Yeah. They might even. They, they might not know. I don't think they bother anymore. No. But Linos at Sunday League do for some reason. That's the only thing they care about. So, in fact, the <laughs> yeah. only book, the only booking I got for my vets team, it's the only booking they've had in six years of being a club, was me because I did a foul <laughs> throw, and they and or I was about to do it or something. Lionel said something, and then suddenly I was like taking my time thinking about it, and he thought I was delaying playing, taking the piss, and booked me for time wasting. So maybe that's <laughs> maybe that's also why I don't like foul throws. But yeah, <laughs> pointless rule. Okay, we'll take that. Not bad. So what do we have? Foul throws and your guilty pleasure is FPL. Yeah, yeah. So I like I just, that. Can I do some more? <laughs> I I one. One. Yeah, yeah, bad one. Yeah, he, he has got two more in fairness. I forgot about that. Okay. Um, when twi- when teams tweet team lineups, not in numerical order. Oh when, yes. When they tweet them in, yes. I guess like, um, how they line up on the. Theme. No, I lied. Sorry. When they tweet them in in numerical order, yeah, in squad yeah. number order, yeah, yeah, and they don't tweet them in keeper, defender, yeah, midfielder, in forward, order. yeah, yeah. Sorry, when they, I'm tweet... with you. I'm with you. And you're like, why is Mitrovic playing left back? Oh, because yeah. he's number nine, and the rest of the nine, squad yeah, are yeah. like forty, thirty. It's yeah, really annoying. And I used to work previous job, previous career at uh, at the Daily Mirror on the sports desk, and we'd have to like obviously do team news. And if a team tweeted out in numerical order. You'd have to like be rearrange. I really had irrational hatred for a lot of those. Well, I guess it was rational for a lot of those teams. Um, of course, then they started doing them in images, which would be even worse. But um, I left that career a long time ago. But yeah, just do it. <laughs> do it in starting eleven and subs in position. Yeah, don't you don't have to give us a formation? We can work the formation out from the lineup. But that's part of the fun. Yeah, part, part of the fun. fun. Exactly. Don't do it in stupid squad number order. It's pointless. Agreed. Agreed. Final room one on one. Oh God, I've got two that I'm that I'm toying. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna do them both really quickly. I tell uh, you what, Jim, do one, right? And we'll have you on for a room one on one episode. Yeah, yeah okay, okay. Yeah. Well, I can do okay. So my next one is um when commentators call Trent Alexander Arnold Trent Alexander. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Because I'm with you. that <laughs> is not that is literally not his yeah. name. It's, his yeah, name is Trent Alexander Arnold. You don't is say it double oh, look. Yeah, yeah double, no, it's double oh, right. No I one it was says middle name. No one says, oh, look, there's Ainsley Maitland. What a great player. You say <laughs> Ainsley Maitland-Niles because that's Tell me why name. I thought you were going to say Ainsley Harriet. I don't know why <laughs> I thought you were going down that road. I have no idea why I went. The, no, the, only, no. the only two Ainsleys. He's, he's, yeah. too, he's too bold for Jim. 
he's too bold fraud cooking fraud cooking fraud um i just i it, it, it's just it's lazy and i hate it and i just like I either call him trent or alexander arnold or trent alexander arnold but trent it's alexander, not, it's, yeah trent alexander's no. not his name so. doesn't run yeah. doesn't run yeah. alex do um, you want to do you want to wrap up with your next question your all-encompassing yeah. deep question this is this is sort of our, our profound question yeah it is we tick a box with the prof- <laughs> yeah we do <laughs> you know you, okay. it's got to be done yeah, yeah. What does the game mean to you? Oh man, I wish I'd have prepped this actually. Seeing as I, <laughs> I did look at your Instagram profile and seen, um, I mean, is it a cop out to say it means everything because it sort of does? I mean, I, I know, I, I am as I get a bit older, slightly disconnecting myself a little bit from football and I think that's probably natural because I've got two young kids under four um I'm a freelancer so I I work a lot of the time uh I'm going to watch my non-league team more but football and specifically Palace has given me pretty much everything in my life that I care about Mm. in terms of a really good relationship with my dad which wasn't the strongest growing up we've got so close through Palace um friendships with some of my best best friends in the world two of them were my groomsmen at my my wedding um unbelievable memories that i just you know never even dreamed i'd see um a, i think it gives you a perspective on life i think it gives you an understanding of how to work with people playing i mean not just watching football i've played football since i was men's football since i was 15 and it gives you i think an understanding of working as a team of winning of losing i think it gives you life perspective and i really hope my kids play a sport at some point i hope it's football um who knows will it will it be it might be darts doesn't that doesn't really count but, um so it's given me yeah almost everything really um but i'm i'm de- i am actually i think slightly uh disconnecting from it a little bit but i think that's natural if you the older you get and if you have kids and stuff but it's it's yeah. it's given me yeah so much and I always was a little bit embarrassed being a football fan growing up. And I think that is probably a tale off of a kid of the 80s. And in the 80s, football fans were very much yeah, chastised yeah. for being yeah. hooligans and stuff. And <laughs> I hope you guys can, after 45 minutes chatting to me, say, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not a hooligan. Um, <laughs> mainly because hooligans don't say the word hooligan. Hooligan. <laughs> um, but hooligan. Um, but I've certainly, gr- I've, I've definitely shaken that tag off. And I'm not, I've definitely not, not embarrassed to be a football fan anymore and if i'm very proud of what it's what it's given me um so yeah it's been a fun I, I wouldn't i wouldn't have been a football fan if it wasn't for my dad i don't think maybe my brother was really good at football and that's i got really jealous and that's what got me into playing actually before supporting palace but yeah i'm very lucky i'm very lucky that i've sort of fallen into that life lovely i love those answers. answers yeah i love them they're great um Jim, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure, my friend. Uh, really thank you for joining us. We would be very keen to have you back on on our Room 101 next year. I've mm-hmm. already got four on my list. A I will, dedicated I will, I will. I'll do another six and we'll do ten. Yeah. That'll be easy. Sorted. We'll Sorted. see if we can yes. fetch someone on. We'll do a bit of a battle going on. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Great. Get Sorted. Dave on. Get Dave on. And yeah. we'll do me versus Sorted. Dave. Easy. Room 101. Yeah, yeah. There we are. Sorted. Um, right. Uh, do you want to tell people where they can find you? Sort of social media and the like. I'd love to. Yeah, thank you very much. Um, so my handle on pretty much every platform uh, is at Jim Daily Comedy, and that's Daily spelled D A L Y. I bet 
to be honest, put in Jim, you'll probably find it. I don't know why I need to say that, but people didn't spell my name with an E and an I sometimes. But it's the Irish version, which I'm very proud of, which has used to be O'Daily, actually, which which would have been even cooler. But uh, anyway, <laughs> no one needs to know about that. Um, <laughs> on pretty much any platform, the platforms I'm probably most active on are Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Uh, and actually Facebook has, has, has suddenly got busy recently. So, um, but yeah, any, if you like football, funny football sketches, silly football parody songs, anything like that, um, then come and find me on any platform because I uh, have a lot of spare time in my hands and uh, <laughs> fill it mucking around. Lovely, lovely. So do we. As, as do we. <laughs> uh, it's a way to be. Yeah, yeah exactly. Anyway. Thanks for joining us, Jim. Uh, thank really you guys that. for listening as well. Uh, we're back next week with our, our last one of the season with, as two Swansea fans, yeah, somebody special, we right? are excited for, who I'm not going to special. Yeah, we want There's no in my yeah. luck. The guest will cancel. cancel. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, uh, we're very excited. So, t- tune in next week. Uh, keep an eye on your socials, and uh, we'll see you then. Throughout. Take care.